and welcome to a special Dark Calls that isn't really Dark Calls, it's one of those lore episodes that we did once, but we're doing it again because we've run out of ideas and content because James is now Lord of the Souls. Uh, and this is quite an interesting one, actually, because, James, this means that your shackles are off after this, I think. Yeah. Except for except yeah. for talking about it on social media. That's the last rule you can't do. But you can go onto YouTube and um, and uh, search videos and all, all sorts of shit. So you can start doing your own research. But the reason why I say no talking on social media is because we've got our Q&A podcast coming up. Um, so I don't want you answering all the questions that you should be doing. While entertaining a nation. Um, <laughs> the other thing that needs to be said is that uh, I realised we said that the Q&A was going to be done first and then the law episode, but that was a ridiculous idea. I don't know why I said it in that order. It's not happening in that order. It makes more sense to do this one first, then the Q&A, because then you can ask questions uh, about law and stuff as well, because James will know it all over the next uh, hour yeah, or definitely, so. Yeah. Because we've got two experts <laughs> that return from uh, the rather dingy, dirty world of Midnight Resistance. It's Andy Hamilton and Sean Bell. Hello, lads. Hi. Hello. How are you feeling? How did you, uh, how did you find the second half of James's journey? Oh, it was exciting. It was probably the best bit. Like, because that was, there was the real ups and downs in the second half, I felt. And that's what you want from a journey, you know, like the bit in, um, never ending story where the horse drowns in the swamp. And then, <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that film. Sounds good though. You've never seen never ending story. <laughs> that, never seen See, that never seen story. particularly horrific. It ends. I haven't seen it either. And it just, cause it just, it just what sounds irritating. It, neither of it's... you have seen it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not like going, oh my God, how could you not see that film? But it was on every bank holiday throughout the which 90s. Is, which like, is why I watched it. Cause it was always on all the time. And it just, it just had an irritating name. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, 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 accept that, I accept that behaviour from Sean because he hates everything popular, but not you, James. I, <laughs> I want to do a podcast where uh, you two have to watch Never Ending Story, but without <laughs> talking on social media or asking anyone about it. We have to watch you can 10 only minutes ask me and day each for other. more advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there is one question I want to send to you boys uh, first, uh, and it's... Uh, an ego-driven one. It's about me. Um, but there's there's been like a comment that's been cropping up over and over and over again. And it's one that I expected, right? But one that I'm still a bit confused about. And I'm not asking out of, you yeah, know, fuck you, yeah. I'm, I'm asking out of genuine curiosity and hopefully uh, putting me right. The, the, you guys have said this as well. The advice I get, gave James was horrible, right? Which I fully expected going into this because I've only played it once. I don't really know the game as well as like a lot of people, especially its fans. But like what pieces of advice, apart from the obvious, you know, the forward and B one, (laughs) what was the advice that was so bad? Well, you see, I've struggled with people who say, like, there's definitely been moments, but like overall, like, um, because your playthrough, Dave, pretty much mirrored mine. Right. Um, and therefore, you know, so Farley's has followed suit as well. So I'm kind of like, I'm just sort of agreeing with a lot of it, which maybe means I'm shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that any of it was like intentionally bad or like just it, a lot of it was bore out of trying to stick to your playthrough because it's what you knew. Um, yeah. like it, but it, it, I think a lot of the stuff which made me go like, fuck, fuck's sake, Dave was, um, <laughs> 
Like um, when you were going into, oh, I've forgotten its name, uh, where the skeletons are, catacombs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when you were going into the catacombs and um, you told James, like, right, you've got to... Um, you got to make sure you have a, a divine weapon because a divine weapon can keep the skeletons dead. Yeah. But you can also just kill those lads. Like, you know, the, um, yeah, the, the, summoner guys. the guys in the robes. Yeah. yeah, if you kill them, the skeletons stay dead as well. And um, that's how I did it. And, like, obviously there is two ways to do it and neither one is right or wrong. But I'm just I was just thinking in my mind while listening to that episode, I know what goes into making a weapon divine and just thinking like, yeah, I couldn't be fucking arsed with that. I'm glad I, <laughs> I knew I knew otherwise, you know. So it I was more just like, why, you, enough, why I, are you telling him that? I think I sort of just stumbled across it then because I, I'd read somewhere that you needed a divine weapon to go go into that area. And um, It certainly helps. It's just not mm. like for the faff of doing it. But like that's the thing. There was no faff for me. I just went up to okay. Andre and then made it divine. Like it was, it was strange. Maybe, yeah. maybe I just managed to pick up the right things at the right time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, kind of exactly what I did as well because yeah. I had the stuff on me, so it wasn't really a bother. Ah. Yeah, the, one of the one of the points that someone uh, pointed out that I totally agree with, and I didn't even think I f- I thought this in my head as I was listening back to the epi- episode after um, uh, James had finally beaten Four Kings. And then I thought, uh, like, I was on the bus, I was on the way home, and I was listening back to it, and I thought, hold on, why didn't I leave the Four Kings until later on in those last four areas? Because then they, I wouldn't have had that shitty sort of level cap barrier where I just thought, oh, I'm, I'm getting absolutely smashed every time. I'd, I'd have actually been a little bit more prepared for that fight instead of having to go off and grind for a bit. And someone yeah. pointed that out to me after... Um, well, after James had completed it, and I thought, oh yeah, no, that is better advice. What am I? What am I thinking? But um, yeah, I think um, the reason why I ended up doing the same thing because the, the Four Kings is where I, I literally gave up on the game for two months before I came back to it. Um, so I like I understand James. Like, don't get the Four <laughs> Kings were the absolute sticking point for me as well. And also, um, in my playthrough, I'd cashed in, so to speak, the Firekeeper's soul as well. Because oh, I didn't right, yeah. know. So every time I died, I had to run back from Andre up the lift down into <laughs> uh, uh, New Londo. So it was an absolute ball ache. But um, yeah, the re- I think the reason why I tripped up on it is because uh, a lot of the guides, just in terms of uh, level, I know that's a loose term in Dark Souls because you can finish it without leveling up and all that lot. But the, a lot of the guides I've lo- I looked at at the time sort of said that that was where you would go next in terms of difficulty it, it, it didn't it didn't count the boss it was like no after you've done you know the uh one stein and smoke the next place you go is new londo because that is level specific for what you're what you're what you should be at and um i think that might have been something that tripped me up and the reason why it took me a night you know an eternity and it, it, it definitely is what you've said as well because when i did the other three bosses the lord souls i did them all first time so yeah. it it was definitely, yeah, just a sticking point because of how prepared I was. Hold on, time. you did the better f- chaos first time. Oh no, not the better chaos. I did yeah. that like second time. Fuck, fuck the better chaos, man. Yeah, see, because I did that. that took <laughs> me about. Boss. I think it was two, maybe three goes. And yeah, <laughs> James took me a few more than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah the But it's like it's that the was... one boss where like they acknowledge that and they allow you to sort of carry on halfway yeah. in. You know. Mm. Yeah. It's like they know it's that rubbish, and they just like, yeah, whatever. 
it's fine. See, it's funny because one, one thing walk. I always find when talking yeah. about Dark Souls to people is that they, they, they always seem to have like one boss where they're like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. And yeah. it, it, and it's you know, different, <laughs> so different between bosses. I was going to say, the one that amazed me is when Farley was like, oh yeah, and then I found... Um, a guy who's like the the asylum demon, but he's all on fire. So I did him, and I was like, "What?" Like, yeah, <laughs> like he was a like for whatever reason, he was a massive sticking point for me. Even though I know I know he wasn't even a proper boss. Yeah, um, I had a real hard yeah. time with him. And yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so I did him. <laughs> I found him quite easy. Like I didn't have yeah. too much of a problem with him either. But then I know that Chris Span really struggled with him, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he also it. got really stuck at Gwyn. It took him like apparently nearly a hundred times to beat me. <laughs> took me a fair few. It took uh, James a fair few. Yeah, as well, it definitely took me as well. It certainly first took him more time times here. Than... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's no way I was going to first time that, but I think I did it. I think it took four goes if I remember correctly, um, which wasn't too bad. I suppose James took what eight or nine, so it wasn't like I would have done it more quickly if you hadn't been putting me off. I, do you know it... what was so funny about <laughs> recording that was that. James, for whatever reason, was obsessed with just looking back at my face every time he'd done something. <laughs> and it was like, what are you doing? Just look at the fucking screen. It's because I knew that you were sitting there just like smug face, like just taking the piss. You know, you get, you know, you get those moments as well where you just like, like, you know, I dick about a lot and I do, you know, I don't stop talking and stuff. Well, you know, you get those moments where you go, okay, now I've got to shut the fuck up. There was that, the, the last... Uh, run you had at that boss the last go you had at the boss where you killed him it was like the tension in the room was just insane because you'd snapped at me at the try before that because I laughed no I think I went ooh when you were about three quarters of his his health down and then you completely lost your shit and got killed right but the the second time it was like okay now I've really got to be quiet and the tension in that fucking room as you were you just getting parry after parry I was like he's gonna fucking do it but there's always that thing in the back of your head where you're like he may just lose concentration for a moment and then it's all over like I think after that last go you would have really had a breakdown yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things about Gwyn is just like it is a, a lot because he's not the hardest boss and he's the only one you can truly parry. It is a test of your nerve, and I yeah. think that's a, such a great way to end that game. Is just like right, let's see if you can fucking cope with this because he can end you very quickly, no matter what your level is. Yeah. So it is just like, can you keep your nerve for what like three, four minutes or whatever it is solid? I think that's There's that, such a I cool mean, way, such a cool test to end the game with. He's so aggressive as well, especially compared to mm. the, the, you know, the last, um, the Lord Souls and stuff. I mean, the Four Kings are kind of aggressive, but they're kind of not like, they, they stand there for a while and their powers, their, their um, attacks are quite powerful. But, but when you think of Nito, who sort of just mopes about and, um, <laughs> and then you've got Seif, who sort of just, kind of stands there and brings things up from the floor then yeah. all of a sudden you've got like Gwyn who's just like bang on you the moment you come through the door it's um yeah I think it's definitely an intimidation thing and I think you're right it is real sort of test of nerves right at the end like the thing the thing that caught me out with Gwyn was the fact that like so my thing like I never really parried I was all about dodge rolls um and the thing for me with Gwyn was that like if I was ever not sure where an attack was coming from but I knew one was coming I'd always roll backwards but with Gwyn, you can't, you just can't do that because the range on his sword is too much. Yeah. So you, you've got to see where the attack is coming from and like roll towards it, or else you just just forget it. So like being forced to sort of learn that um, was what took me fucking ages. 
Yeah, it's fucking mad. I, I thought it was a great way to end it, especially with the music oh, yeah. and you know the atmosphere yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. I really liked it. But um, James, now you've had time to reflect on it properly. What, what what did you make of that whole the last boss fight? Well, you see, that's the thing. I'm just remembering, like going through that, you know, while we were sitting there, and it was cool. I mean, I, the one what I'd like to know though is, are there other ways of beating it, like apart from parrying? Like, how else can you do it well, if you were playing the- our kind of class? Apparently, the whole point of Gwyn was that, yeah, it was like whatever sort of build you'd used in the game, like there would be a smart way of beating him. But everyone's like, nah, you just got to parry him. I didn't so, parry him once. <laughs> didn't you? No, me neither. I, I just oh. dodged. But yeah, like that yeah. is that's the pro way of doing it. Like if you're a ranged character, it's like, nah. nah. What were you doing? Were you backstabbing him or? Uh, uh, I no, I am. Um, I actually managed to get to the end. Total fucking luck. It's just that um, because I was trying to get the Chaos Blade leveled up, it, I essentially what happened is I spent my... Uh, the, I heard the Chaos Blade was a thing, and it sounded cool, uh, and I liked the idea of having it, but I didn't really fully understand how the leveling weapon system worked. So mm. I got to the Giant Blacksmith and just cashed in my Lord Soul and got the Chaos Blade. And then realized, hang on a minute, that's like significantly less strong than the weapon I had. Because <laughs> obviously you have to level them up again once you turn it into it. So I had to go and grind at that point. Um, but one of the things you have to do to get the Chaos Blade is have loads of humanity. Because you need to have 10 active humanity. So I spent a lot of time grinding the rats in depths. So I, um, I ended up joining the Chaos Covenant and st- gave them a load of humanity, which is what they need. And they opened up the shortcut into... Uh, I've forgotten its name. The Lava Place. Lost Isolith. Which is why I've never done the first part of Lost Isolith. Because I've only ever gone through that shortcut. But Hold on, if what, you, you, what, that, what do you mean the first part? You've not done... With the what, legs. With the big leg thing. The leg things. Yeah, I've never done it. Um, you're not missing ever, much. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, because if you go in through the shortcut for the first time, uh, Solaire doesn't die. So when I got to Gwyn, I could summon Solaire. Yeah. And I fought. So I fought Gwyn alongside Solaire and it was a piece of piss because he would just take the aggro so I could cure. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Right. Okay. Um, this uh, show is about the law. And uh, James, you've got your um, your list of questions there. I have, yeah. Uh, Sean, Andy, you've got your wealth of knowledge. Can I just say? No one's going to point keeping, out at any point over Twitter. In, maybe. In keeping in, I don't know, in keeping with the theme of the show, yeah, um, I, I'm like vastly in the same boat as Dave was the entire run. Here. <laughs> so just just fire off the questions and I'll fumble you some law answers. I yeah, think that's the best way to do it. I've done. Well, can we cut your uh, fee for this then? If you're uh, admitting straight up, no. Okay, fine. Right, <laughs> go, go on, go on, James. I'm I'm just the mediator now. I will sit back and okay. let you guys knock it out. All right, on my. I've got questions at the beginning. Most I've got I've got about ten questions or so. But most first of all is about bosses because there's a couple okay. of them I'm quite I am quite curious about. Particularly, I'd like to know about the four kings and what their backstory is. What what is the deal with them? Like, why am I fighting them? What are they? So, the four kings were some of Gwyn's knights, I think. Yes, and then he and basically they were Arda's nails. So Gwyn, um, he shared a lord soul between them, didn't he? Um, which is where yeah. the game sort of introduces this notion that, like, yeah, all the Lord Souls can be split up and divided. Um, 
which is why people think that, that humanity is actually the titular dark soul. Um, but uh, yeah, basically the four kings um, got these powerful lord souls, turned to dark and went evil, and then uh, the, their entire they became city got the dark wraiths. Yeah, um, and then yeah, so then their entire city got flooded in order to seal them in, along with all yeah. the residents. That's why, I mean, because I, I, it was Dave sort of like hinted at it. Did you notice anything when you went into New Londo for the first mm. time, when you went into the lower part of it? And you sort of glazed over it a bit, James. But, you know, when um, it was, it's, I thought it was one of the most powerful moments in the game that, yeah, when you come down, when you drain New Londo and you come uh-huh. down the lift and when you come out the door, the, the metal door where the lift is onto the ground floor, you, there's a pile of bodies like yeah, hundreds of bodies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the entire city of New Londo trying to escape while it was flooded to keep the four kings sealed See, away and yeah. the abyss sealed away. If, if I'd have known stuff like that, I would have appreciated the surroundings a lot. <laughs> that's that's yeah. really cool. That's like a really yes. good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Do you know, I, I, um, some of the ghosts as well are carrying dead babies. Lovely. Okay. Mm, yeah. Are they? Yeah, some of them. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're cradling. Like you know, they've got their. You know, their hands are sort. Of, some of them have got a little knife. Uh, some of them are sort of. Their hands are sort of towards their chest. It looks like they're hunched over. But yeah, if you look at the character model on any of the websites or anything like that, they're actually holding a child. Damn. And um, yeah, because that was something I don't think we mentioned on the last one. Because um, I think it was something that I asked you guys at one point, and you, you hmm. um, and you didn't have an answer. It was the uh, <laughs> They, you know that no, I'm t- not taking the piss. I mean, <laughs> just just asking. And um, you know, oh, what's that fucking awful pl- blight town? Yeah. You know those weird yeah. sort of bald, skinless things yeah. that roam that place. Some yeah. of them are holding some either weird doll or dead baby themselves. And I, I think Ooh, I remember asking that? you what the fuck was that? Like they attack you with them, and I'm like, oh, do you remember that or not? Is that just me? <laughs> no, this I is. Uh, I do not remember head. this. That might just be my sick dreams. I'm sure they were carrying something weird, like a doll or something. It was like, what the fuck is that? But yeah, seems to be a, a common sort of thread throughout the game, as I'm sure James will get to as well, because he's fascinated by certain enemies <laughs> just outside Neto's lair. But <laughs> carry on, James. Yeah, that was that was David not nice either. Okay, so okay, that's that's really interesting because yeah, so again, was Dave? Were you not allowed to tell me this stuff, or you just didn't know? Um, uh, I mean. Most of the stuff I've forgotten, so I think I was a bit nervous about telling you any lore stuff because that's the stuff that people take really seriously, which is understandable. I'm not saying to piss like it, 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 I mean, it's so well put together that, that even the slightest bit of misinformation would have just caused me hell for, for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the, like um, not worth getting into without being 100% positive about it. For what it's worth, I knew nothing about the lore much like you, the entire of my entirety of my first playthrough. And then I just dove into the YouTube videos, which I highly recommend you do. Um, so, but, but this bit, I, I knew nothing about, you know, what the four Kings were, why the place was flooded, all this kind of jazz. But when I drained new Londo and came out onto it and saw the bodies on the floor, regardless of how much I knew about the law, I, I did pick up on that and went, shit okay <laughs> something bad has <laughs> happened here like, like, that that was one of the ones that kind of transcended the the um otherwise quite difficult to get into law you know it it, it broke through dark souls yeah. kind of like wall between you and finding out what's going on 
See, I didn't. I didn't really notice that. I think maybe because it's. Uh, I know it was so dark down there as well. It's like hard mm. to make things <laughs> out. You know, I don't know. That's my excuse anyway. I think but it's really uh, easy to get desensitized to stuff like that in a game like Dark Souls as well, because it's just mm-hmm. like filth everywhere. So you just see, <laughs> but like Pal's dead bodies, you just sort of register them as just mounds of shit. Basically, mm. you don't really, like, you don't necessarily look twice. I well, think that's a good. Like, down in Blight Town, it was like that a lot. There was yeah. just a lot of just mounds of piles of literally yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so the, the, other, the other reason I didn't really go into the lore too much, uh, James, was the fact that the sort of final act of the game, I, I, I really rushed through. Like, I didn't take my time like I did with the rest of the game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it sort of just didn't register with me. As I said, like, I, I looked into it a lot after I'd, um, after I completed the game, but, uh, yeah, because I'd rushed through a lot of it, I'd forgotten most of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one to start with as well, the Four Kings and that specific moment, because that, that, that one is, a, it sort of sets the tone for how a lot of this stuff is explained, that it will just be a thing in the corner. Yeah, or, it's environmental. You know, yeah. yeah, and, and if the, you don't um, pick up on it. Yeah, it's, I don't know if, don't know if you noticed, there's the, the sort of wizard looking guides in the red robes. There's one mm-hmm. in, in New London. So they're, they're known as the sealers. Um, so yeah, the implication being they're the ones who flooded the place in order to seal the, uh, the four kings in. So the, there's yes. like, there's one of them who's just sort of hanging around, presumably making sure. Actually, no, because he doesn't have a go at you for draining the place, does he? Um, so I don't know what his deal is, but then there's. Doesn't he uh, say something about you being the chosen one, though? Oh, so maybe that he, like, when Ingwer we first meet him, doesn't he say something like, yeah, oh, one, Ingwer, holy yeah. fuck, what are you doing um, here, or some shit? And then there's... <laughs> exactly um, what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and then it mentions one of the other sealers um, basically felt like shit about the whole thing, so she took her healing arts to Blighttown, and then, of course, you yes. find a set of sealers robes in Blighttown, so presumably um, she didn't do that so didn't well. work out, yeah. yeah. Mm. Got the chop. Hmm. Hmm. All right, so my next one is also is about the Duke's archives okay. because I'd like to know who the Duke is. <laughs> Does, is there any knowing what that was uh, about? It's not explicit, I don't think, but the implication it's, is that it is Seath. It is Seath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, um, it's his it, books. Yeah, this I is just, one side. This is one side of things that I never really like. You know me with fantasy, and I, I never really sort of. <laughs> is, is it a usual thing that like dragons are? on sort of a you know I know that dragons are like more intelligent than animals or what this is going to sound so oh, wow, but how do you know that <laughs> I love it. I'm loving this David it's because, really funny because like, like dragons no, because like um uh, like I suppose because of the little that I've heard of that Game of Thrones thing where they, they're like oh no they're actually like a race <laughs> oh god oh. sorry I, I'm intrigued where you what I'm saying is that yeah. they're seen as on a par, if not more, intelligent species as humans. In yeah, fan- is that in across all of fantasy? Uh, no, I think they're it's, it's quite case wise by case if they can talk. Right? Yeah, they're either they're either monsters like just roar and breathe fire, or if they can talk, they're usually like because they've been around for hundreds of years because they're an old lizard. So they're some they sometimes wizened, yeah. I guess. 
Yeah. Right, so because what I didn't get, like, well, the, the moment where I go, like, I very rarely do this with Dark Souls because I think, you know, the mythology behind it all pieces together perfectly and it really works. But when I heard, like, one of the lords was a, a dragon, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> and then Seif decided that he was going to be a traitor to his right. Oh, come on. I mean, off. to be fair, you, you could well ask how he's able to, like, get all those books off the shelves and read them. <laughs> yeah, with but... his little, little arms. <laughs> It's a valid question. <laughs> hey, well, maybe he's got someone to read them to him. You know, it's just like <laughs> what, like bedtime stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I just uh, I, that's not being a fan of fat, like the fat, fantasy stuff. Um, that was the moment where I was like, ah, nah, I'm not, I'm not on board with that bit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how can he communicate with everyone? What uh, I don't know. I just it didn't really work. Really. It's all right. It's, it's by taps. You know, one one for yes, twice for no. You know. So the deal with Seath is that he's, um, yeah, because he was born without scales, which means basically scales are what grant uh, the dragons their sort of uh, immortality, so you can't damage them, um, which is why he feels like he's a shit dragon, so he betrays all the other dragons. Um, and then basically his, yeah, the, the Duke's archives um, and all the sort of weird shit you see there, that's all him doing research into trying to make himself immortal. Um, yeah, he found a he found it, like the primordial crystal, basically. Yeah. That that's yeah, it's it's it that apparently is something that um, the dragons had, the ones that he betrayed during the Great War before the start <laughs> of the game. Yes, before the start of the game, uh, <laughs> and this crystal can grant immortality. Which and is that's why the thing you got smash up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's what he's experimenting on. Mm-hmm. Um, in his in his archives, so he's got all these books, and he's gone a bit mad with power. Essentially, yeah. um, oh, that's a really cool thing actually about Seath. Um, you know, throughout the game, you might have seen those weird guys who look like they're wearing a big robe and they fire oh, magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one in the undead cha- uh, undead parish. James, yeah. you right know what we're talking about. We spoke about this on the last episode. You just, you just did that dismissive mm-hmm again, right? Hey, was that <laughs> the, the dudes no, that no, dance? Seriously. I know. I remember. That's why I'm, it's those ones that do that weird dance. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. Yeah. They work. <laughs> Repeat for I said. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they work for Seath, and they go out and seek people to for him to experiment on. Women, and um, you, usually women. Yeah. yeah, so Perfect. usually if you see one of them, there will be like one of the female NPCs around because he's after them. And uh, in some situations, the female NPC can end up in Seath's, in those prisons uh, that you go, you know, in the big staircase bit in the Duke's archives after you get killed. Now, you know those weird things at the bottom? They're like weird blob, blue, sort of blue things. things. Yeah. James, this is where you talk, mate. This is where yeah, you interact. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember. I'm so, trying to remember that bit. Oh yeah, so you, yeah. You, hang on. yeah. Right at the bottom, you fight C for the first time. You get killed. You go to the bottom of that set of staircase, and there's that prison cell full of these creepy blue things. Yeah. A couple of them walk towards you. You probably didn't notice this because you probably just did what I did and waded in, slaughtering them all. But if you kill all of them, two of them, they don't. Act, you, you'll notice they don't actually attack. Yes, I do remember. And, they, they were like in by uh-oh. a corner. Yeah, they did. Yes. They did. Yeah. Did you listen to them? No, I just kept. They cry. They cry. They're they're just crying. Yeah, they're just sobbing against the wall, basically. Yeah, they're actually two of the NPC women from the game. 
that have been experimented on and it's gone wrong. They're mistakes. And he just holds them at the bottom of his tower. And aren't they, because um, they're both, um, like, I forget the, the proper term for it, but the, the sort of faith, uh, religion... Yeah, yeah. Souls. I've forgotten the proper term for it, but yeah, uh, it's basically seems to go for them, doesn't it? Because if you kill the crying monsters, they both drop like quite high level miracles. Yes. So what um, we're saying so is, you're a monster. That's the link. Yeah, I feel I feel kind of bad yeah. now. I slaughtered them. Yeah. Hey, you, you like, should. You know, oh, me too. Me too. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. <laughs> so what we're saying here is that Seif was probably a gamer gator. Is that? Yeah, it? pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And um, oh yeah, that's the other thing as well. Is like I always thought that the um, the crystal caves, although I had really no problem with it in terms of difficulty, I just didn't think it was a particularly good area. But this is one of the places where, when I found out that the law behind it, that the crystal caves are him experimenting on the crystal that you have to smash at the start, and it's kind of growing out of control, and that's why um, a lot of the enemies in the area have like those weird crystal bits sticking out of them, yeah, like yeah. the soldiers. Yeah, it's because they've been experimented on by his kind of you know him experimenting on the um, on the primordial crystal. Finding out that made me, made that area way more interesting because it's quite short and it's not that impressive. But I was just after finding that out, I was like, oh, that's. It makes sense that so it, he was trying to make him immortal. Then, yeah, he was messing with things he shouldn't be messing with. Basically, it was a classic, you know, Frankenstein's monster sort the of dragon thing. gone too far. So, because the thing, yeah, because that was the dragon thing about gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> classic dragon gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was the thing that I because I remember when we talked about that area about how I thought I felt at the time like it was a bit of a wasted opportunity because it was so small. And yeah. mm. but I mean the other thing I wanted to ask you about actually with that area was all those clock pieces down at the bottom, you know, all the cogs that are all broken and what, what that's re- about. I'll be honest here, I remember you saying that on the episode and I ain't got a fucking clue, mate. <laughs> yeah, I've got absolutely uh, no memory of that. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, I th- again I I think <laughs> I remember asking you guys that when I played it. And you you said the same thing. There's gotta be a reason. There's got to be a reason there's clock pieces. Oh things. yeah, there will be. It looked like a big deal as well because it was all. Because at first, when I saw all that, I was like, "Am I going to have to reassemble that or something?" You know. It looked, <laughs> yeah. Did you have your Zelda head on? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I didn't have to. I just killed some women. It was it was all right in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a cog in the machine, James. That's yeah. the. Uh, don't know what that means. Go on. All right. Anyway, so next, um, I want to talk about the sock puppet thing. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, no, I enjoyed yeah. this bit. Because I want to know what the deal is with that thing. What? Who is it? Is it working for itself? Is it working for someone else? So, there's, <laughs> so there are there right, are two yeah. of them, and um, there are two separate ones. The one you found in the abyss after you defeated the four kings. Um, I think I think David pointed this out at the time. You don't necessarily meet him. Yeah. Um, what you did the, there is a, is a bit odd. I only did yeah. that on my second playthrough. Yeah. So the first guy you meet, um, who's King Seeker Frampt. He's, um, <laughs> yeah, he's the one who's on the side of the gods and he's like, yeah, mate, you should, you know, rekindle the flame. It'll be all right. It'll be good. Do that. Um, and then the guy you meet down in the abyss, who, as I say, you don't know, ne- doesn't necessarily appear. I think it's, if you haven't already like sort of properly become mates with Frampt, then yes. yeah, yeah. And then what you beat the four kings. Yeah. Uh, when, when you speak to Frampt for the first time, he gives you his spiel, but then he asks you, do you want to give me the Lord vessel now and I'll go stick right. it in the place? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And then, and then obviously you crack, you crack on with the final part of the game. But um, if you choose to not 
you, you can chat to him and find out his side of the story. But if you choose, when he says, do you want to give me the Lord Vessel? If you don't give him the Lord Vessel, after the Four Kings, um, Kath will show up, or Karth, yeah. or whatever his name is. I think everyone's... Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, so which, so which one did I have? So in, in, in the Abyss, yeah, you had Darkstalker, Kath, 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 Kath. Yeah. Um, so what's the difference in their motivations then? Like, so, so Frampt, yeah, Frampt wants you to rekindle the flame and extend um, this sort of era of light, whereas Karth's just like, nah, fuck it, mate. It's everything's meant to go dark again. It's a natural cycle, and it needs to carry on. Um, yeah. Whose side you pick um, is entirely up to you. There is there is no right answer, um, <clears throat> which is sort of one the of the point. things that is quite interesting about Karth is he's like it, I think he's in charge of the um, the dark wraiths. That's um, right. Yeah. So it, yeah. So if you want to do some of the the better PvP stuff, the if you basically if you want to become one of the people who invades people's games and fucks them up, you have to see <laughs> him. He's he's the guy who's in charge of that. Yeah. So yeah, you'd, you'd obviously have to play through that first bit of the game, beat the four kings, and not give the Lord Vessel to the first guy, and then you'll meet him like you did. Yeah. But yeah, most people on their first playthrough they don't meet him because they see the first guy framped. Up at mm-hmm. Firelink Shrine and just go, yep, cool. Here's the Lord, here's the Lord Vessel, and then they just yeah. Yeah. And because See, like, I remember, I remember meeting that one up at the Firelink Shrine, but I didn't. Yeah. I interacted with it a bit, but I just thought it was the same thing because they look kind of similar. Well, to me, <laughs> they are, yeah, there is a theory yeah. that they are, aren't they? There is a theory yeah. that they are top and bottom, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there's that shield in, in there's a shield in Dark Souls Two that um, has them both on it. And they're sort of like entwined in the middle, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, like um, whatever you pick, like my personal take on it was that basically, so if you um, chuck yourself on the bonfire and rekindle the flame, like that's what Gwyn has already done. And it's basically it's prolonged the age of the light, but it's not really like it's never going to last forever. And that's sort of the point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I was like, ah, fuck it. Darkness, mate. Why not? Because <laughs> no. it's that's... about like it's about sort of selfishly prolonging the bit that you like, or yeah. allowing something that isn't necessarily what you want, but it's just a natural cycle that you have to allow to take place. You know? Yeah. See, that's the other thing I want to ask you about because I I ended the game. Oh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, because I, I feel that I should add a little bit of weight to this because I re- <laughs> I realised that that um in the in the episode that we, we, you know, in the final episode that we did, I neither of us mentioned what you actually did at the end, James. Like, yeah, exactly. That's Gwyn. what I just wanted to talk about. Cause... So, do you want to talk through what you did and then what you thought after you did it? Well, because <laughs> the thing is, is I, I defeated it and then there was a bonfire there, you know, like an unlit mm. bonfire. So I just wandered over to it, thought, okay, I'll save now, and then and then and lit it, and then that was it. But I don't really know. I don't really know what I've done. Like, I don't really know what's yeah. happened. So you, <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. So basically, you cast yourself onto the bonfire and uh, rekindled it. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, like the point is, like overall, that it makes no real difference. Like, mm. <laughs> just sort of affects the timing of it. Like, um, so you've extended the age of light, but the whole point is, like, in another few hundred years or whatever. Like the same thing is going to happen again. Um, yeah, and it, it's, like, sort, it's sort of implied that, like, you know, when you do that, you know, again, 
in X amount of time, the same thing will happen again, and another chosen undead will show up and yeah. kill you yeah. in the same way that you showed up and killed Gwyn, and then they'll have that choice to prolong it and stuff. Which is um, one of the things that's interesting about that is it kind of makes sense if you go straight into New Game Plus as well. Almost yeah. like, you know, you're just carrying on and doing the cycle again, which yeah, would have made exactly. the game loads better if, if you chose to do the other thing. You couldn't do New Game Plus. It was like, and you're done. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, you can just New Game Plus anyway. So. so hang on, hang on. So Gwyn is somebody that had done this previously. Yeah, so Gwyn, Gwyn used to be um, the Lord of Flame, Lord of Fire, one of those. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so the light started fading because the Age of Darkness is supposed to come back. And he was like, no, nah, not having this. So he chucked himself onto the bonfire, um, which, again, prolonged it, but completely fucked him up, at which point he became Gwyn, Lord of Cinder, which is mm. why he's all mad and burnt up. and mm. Yeah, basically. Um, so he survived the process, but, like, not really. So, okay, when you say that it extends, like, the Age of Light, does yeah. that mean it resets anything at all, like, to being better, or is it just continuing how it is? I think it like, sort of turns back the clock a certain amount. Because um, if it's yeah. just the same as it already as it is when you're playing the game, what's the point in doing that? Because it's shit, isn't it? Well, it's already yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, well, exactly. It's a yeah. For me, it was a bit like, well, I don't really want to preserve any of this anyway. It's sort of fucked. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't it's know. Funny, James, have... You did pick up on that. You did pick up on that when we were playing because after you lit the final bonfire, you turned around to me and said, "I've just." relit the the flame that that's the the flame that i've heard so much about. yeah that's mm. what i thought it was yeah but then i wasn't yeah. sure what significance that had you know like how it was supposed ah, to right be. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay. i mean it's yeah. certainly like like it's certainly built i think around the idea that on your first playthrough you will side with frampt and then relight it because it's kind of like especially on your first playthrough, the second you meet Frampt and suddenly he just like explains a load of shit and it's like, oh my god, everything's been contextualized. This is brilliant. Yeah, I'm on this guy's side. And then like you say, you you do the fight and it's like, oh well, there's a button prompt at the fire, so I guess I'll use that. Like it doesn't occur to you that you can just walk out, um, and, yeah. and that's a different ending. Yeah, that's it. Um, I don't know if you knew that, James. That that was the other option. You could have just you could have yeah, just walked leave. out. And uh, yeah, that would have obviously let the flame burn out and and uh, end the age of um, right. Age do you get light. do you get like a different ending for that then, or is it just yeah, yeah, slightly? Different. I mean, it's it's like yeah, it's like ten seconds of ending. Mm. <laughs> uh, basically, you walk out back to where you place the Lord Vessel, and there's are there like a load of serpents, or is it just the two? I can't remember, but basically, yeah, they're like, hey, it's the new Lord of Dark or whatever. Um, so the, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> powerful. So the, the implication, yeah, yeah. yeah just a bit. Uh, so the implication is, yeah. So you've ushered in this this new age of dark, and you get to be the king of it. Yeah, nice. Should have done that. Mm. That'd have been all right. You were on the path to do that. You were on the path to do it. Speaking of dark stalker, calf. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. What else did I have here? Um, okay. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to ask you about the skeletons as well. You know the ones down in the catacombs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, what is? Is there any background about what they are? Like, where they? Um, I think that's just dead, dead necromancers <laughs> fucking around, isn't it? Yeah, because oh, yeah. it's a catacomb, so it's got bodies in there anyway. But yeah, it's just the necromancers bringing them back to life. Yeah, yeah. I just wondered because there was there was a whole bunch of skeletons that were like, as I said, like when we talked about it before, it's like you know they were doing like acrobatics and they were like the ninjas that. You oh, the the wheel arseholes. 
No, 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 no. Just regular. There's regular yeah, there ones. Was some, there's some that are like really lively, basically. Uh, okay. And I just wondered if it was like connected, you know, let's say formerly being ninjas, you know, in their in their lives, and they were still at it. <laughs> Ninja skeletons. I I, yeah. yeah, I think they're just just some skeletons. Sorry, <laughs> some of it is just like that. Skeletons <laughs> with rad skills. Mm-hmm. You, All right. you just know that someone's going to tweet in during the week and go, actually, I think you'll find that they're... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, that's what I meant. But at the start, though, you know, we're, we're trying to maintain some of the style of the podcast. Like I did think I could spend the entire evening prior to this watching epic name bro videos, but I would sort of, <laughs> sort of kill it. So I'd just be parroting everything he says. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What is it? Oh, actually, that's Andre's brother. And if you look at the, <laughs> the third rib of every <laughs> skeleton you fight, <laughs> uh, you'll notice that he's actually. Uh, from Yorkshire. Right. <laughs> Go on. Alright. Uh, also, the other thing I wanted to know about is the like some of the other NPCs in the game. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, apart from the ones like, you know, like Solera and people like that. So, for example, like Jester, or Patches, as I think he's properly called. Um, <laughs> Jester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, are they, are they aware of what is actually going on here? Like, what the what is going on in the world? I think the implication is that no one, no one really knows as much as you do, because you've done more than everyone else. And um, I don't know. Yeah, like I think that I think everyone there has been fed this same thing that, like, oh, you know, you might be the chosen one. You should maybe go to yeah. Orlando and try and sort <coughs> shit out. But then they all just fuck up and go mad. So I think what whatever yeah. they did know, they've sort of lost any real understanding of it. So. Patches is probably a bad bad place to start though, because <laughs> his whole character, the whole point of him is like no one knows anything about him. Yeah. Um, like it, a couple of the characters, I know that Solaire definitely mentions him, and I'm pretty sure that you can get Loudtrek to mention him as well at some point. That they they they, or maybe it's the other way around. But um, I know that like there's a link between those two characters, as in they sort of know who he is, but um. There's a character in Demon Souls called Patches the Hyena. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's it's not meant to be the same one, but it's sort of implied that Patches is kind of like a link, you know, just this one recurring character throughout um the From Software Souls games, basically. Mm. Is but, there a um, reference yeah. to him in Bloodborne? Yes. I think that is there? There is. He's not a person though. Oh, right. I okay. seem to remember he's some sort of creature. Um, there you there's, go. There's something in his name that implies it's yeah, I forget what. Oh, just not yeah. a nice so little touch from the devs then. Yeah, but yeah, like the whole the whole like Patches doesn't really have like a solid background. He kind of is just in the tomb doing his thing. Yeah. Getting people murdered and stealing their shit. Exactly, being an absolute dickhead. I, I mm. I'm sorry, I don't trust anyone that doesn't kill him instantly after he pushes you down that <laughs> thing. Oh absolutely. Uh, whereas James just thought that that was top bands. No, I just thought, you know, <laughs> it, nothing happened, let bygones be gygones, you know, it's all right. Yeah, you know, that famous I mean, phrase, let bygones be gygones. <laughs> one, one thing that is kind of cool about him, though, and this is this sort of feeds into the whole, like, locational storytelling and storytelling through items and stuff like that, is if you don't kill him, um, you know, he eventually goes up to Firelink, and uh, you can speak oh, to him yeah, at Firelink Shrine like everyone else. Um, he sells a bunch of stuff, uh, which is uh, like cleric equipment. Now, the people uh, yeah. who went into the tomb before you, 
who you find down there, and presumably a few others. Um, they were all clerics because they're um, knights of the way of the white or whatever it's called. So, um, it, and it's the reason why he sells cleric equipment. It's sort of implied that, that he's taken that off the bodies of people he tricked before you, and that's, and that's what he does. He sells that. Yeah, it's top bands. Banto. Yeah. <laughs> Ro- as okay. I said, rugby fan. Rugby fan. So I said on the podcast, wasn't it? He's a, he's a pure rugby fan. Just shit banter. Anyway, carry on. Um, okay, I've got a question. Okay, because have you guys both played the second game? Yes. Yes. You have, okay. Because I've been very kindly sent a copy by... Thank you, Alex. It's been very good. Here we go. Um, I, Season uh, two. Yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't started it yet because I've got a lot... I'm doing it at the moment, but is does it continue on from here? I mean, is this is there linkage between these? Could not possibly confirm or deny that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's worth going through yourself. It, yes. I, I, I don't know what you've heard about Dark Souls Two. Some people are a little bit down on it. Which um, verse did you get for what it's worth? See, the thing is, I've what I've heard about it is I heard that when it first came out, people weren't that impressed, you know, compared with the first game. But that the score of the first sin, which is the copy I've got, yes. is is apparently much much better. Yes, you know, much yeah. much better. And like the game like, itself, there's nothing wrong with. Like it is, it is in many ways better. <laughs> um, it was just that thematically, um, there wasn't half as much yeah. there. Hear this conversation uh, that we're having about lore. You can't really do that as well. Like you can mm. with obviously Dark Souls Two, but it's nowhere near as interesting, basically. Yeah. And a lot and a lot of people they like Dark Souls for the lore more than they like it for the game. Yeah. That's what that's certainly an aspect of the community. And um, I think that a lot of them got very upset with the fact that you just can't quite have the same level of conversation about that sort of stuff. Um, I thought it, it was a good game first time round, but I think Scholar really does fix a lot of a lot yeah. of the issues. It's a lot better paced, and the enemy placing. Well, yeah, better. I mean, because we've the we've DLC both played a bit of <laughs> Scholar the First Sin, but we've not even got into the DLC, have we? Which is I've just started the DLC. Oh, have you? Okay, cool. And it's exceptional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's very good. Yeah, you see, I mean, I've been tempted to go back to the DLC for, for Dark Souls, but... It's very, very good, the DLC for Dark Souls. If I do very. that, though, I'm going to have to play, like, for a long time, aren't I, to get to, get to where I can get into it, from what I understand. You've got to do half the game yeah. again, haven't you? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit annoying, that... In fact, it's not a bit annoying, it's incredibly annoying, but... Um, <laughs> that yeah. said, you'd be amazed how quickly you can belt through to that point um, mm-hmm. on a second yeah. run through. See, this is why I begin to feel like that this game you know, is properly amazing because you've got, you see, like you said, there's some people that appreciate the lore more than the game, but I really yes. enjoyed the game. And mm. it's like, and the more mm. I learn about the lore, I, I like that. It sounds very interesting as well. So, yeah, yeah I can get, I get this. It's, um, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think that's about it. I haven't really got much else. Okay, bye. Most stuff. <laughs> 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 um. Okay. Right. Uh, surprisingly short for your ten questions that you apparently had, which you've obviously bowed on. Um. <laughs> not done your homework. Um. But <laughs> do, no, do you want me to send? Do you want me to send them to you? I did. Right. No thanks. Um. <laughs> I did. Uh. I, I was wondering. Was there anything? Like, is there anything you want to tell James that he might not have picked up on that 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 he'd find interesting? Um. I don't know. I'm trying to think. 
as you yeah probably some stuff i'm just trying to think <laughs> off the top of my head um did we t- i can't remember about the previous law episode but did we talk about sif in the previous oh, yeah. one we did yeah 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 but uh yeah we did um because yeah james oh, sorry go on no go, go on I was going to say, uh, I thought something else, but it's separate, so carry on. and then. Yeah, no, no we were talking about, um, yeah, because I, I said because he wasn't doing the DLC, we could spoil it, so we went no. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, 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 that's true. Um, uh, what were you going to say, Sean? Yeah, the the Painted World of Ariamis. Did you, oh. did, did you figure out what that was? See, that's the other thing, is that was a question I was going to ask you, actually, but I didn't, because yeah. I just thought it was too, ob- it's too obvious. You see... <laughs> With the thing with that is, is I didn't kill the woman in the in the painting world, yeah. and David talked about it a bit and said it it doesn't really matter or whatever. But if I, I mean, what what significance does does she have? Like, what is the deal with that? Because I know. Hey, go on, go on. So the whole thing with painting world very armist is if you look at like the stuff that's in there and some of the items you find because you, you get the um, the chaos ember there, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other stuff, and basically the implication is that it is this um it 's effectively like a prison for stuff that the gods don 't want people to get their hands on um because chaos damage is sort of most effective against um like divine enemies um so yeah so they they sort of banish stuff into the, this painting. Um, and and that's how they seal stuff away. And the, yeah, basically the deal with uh, Priscilla is she is a crossbreed, isn't she? She's like half dragon and half is half human or half god. I can't remember. Um, but basically, yeah. So the yeah. gods here is this this abomination. Um, so they imprison her there as well. She's basically innocent. She's one of the few um, people in the game who is not really guilty of anything in any way. But then also, is she in control of the the things that are down there? Like, I don't think so. Places? No, I think she's basically imprisoned in there with them. I don't think she... Right, okay. Because we, we had that, that yeah, discussion we had that, about yeah. that. Because yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, she says, like, you know, nothing's attacked, you know, it's like, you know, don't attack stuff and all that. It's like, yeah, but they did attack me, like, on the way in. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't... And so I just felt a bit weak that. See, because, yeah, I could have... I, I kind of thought that maybe the original concept was that you enter the area and you can literally walk through the area without being attacked i think Mm. that might have been the original idea um and then the moment you attack one of them everyone starts attacking you right um but then maybe in playtesting or whatever they thought actually you know too many people just walking about this thing without attacking everyone and it's a big part (laughs) of the game that that no one's really really getting any sort of challenge out of i don't know but that's the feeling i got from it because the the dialogue at the end really suggests that you know it was supposed to be a peaceful place when it's not really Mm. because you're getting uh, attacks left right and center the moment you enter it so uh maybe not but i don't know it's weird, isn't it? It's a, it's a very weird area. Is there any truth yeah. in the fact that it, it was like the sort of the first thing they created? Oh, the developers? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Never heard that. Where did I hear that? I heard it was like the first sort of, yeah, the first thing they worked on. Um, and that's why okay. it kind of feels like, you know, Dark Souls personified because you've got a very, it, it's a, essentially a very small map that feels massive because it takes you a long way around things, which can yeah, like it's really intricate short. and yeah. yeah. 
Um, and that's kind of why it's separate from the rest of the world because then they, they, they created that and then went on to create, um, uh, the rest of the game world. Um, but yeah, I could be wrong. I'm sure I read, either read that or heard that on a podcast or something. That would make sense because it's probably the most demon soulsy area. Yeah, out of out of everything, it, it's very like the the way that, that that whole level is structured is very very similar to Demon Souls. And in fact, you know that weird thing that looked like a block of shields. That mm. I think you you did not like it. That thing, um, and yeah. that's actually very similar to the first boss in Demon Souls. Um, in fact, it pretty it pretty much is the first boss in Demon Souls, just slightly smaller. So it would not. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of signs that definitely add up to that being the first area they made. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I actually have a few. I've got a couple. I've had a think. Cool. Um, the first one is, you know when you fought the big knight on the top of Sen's Fortress? Mm-hmm. Did you summon the NPC to fight alongside you? No. Okay, right. Well, it's not a big deal, but um, there's a summon that you can get alongside you. Now, a bit later on in the game, when you're in Anor Londo, you know, by the giant painting, there's um, there's in that huge open room where the painting is, and there's all those uh, ninja dudes kicking around. Mm-hmm. There's um, uh, towards the back wall, or maybe I think it might be in the middle of the floor. I can't remember, but there's an um, one of the white pickups picks up the black iron armor set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a fairly decent heavy armor set. Well, essentially what happens is the guy that you can summon for the fight against the giant knight is a guy called Black Iron Tarkus, who's mm. a big burly bastard who goes, you know, he basically just roars and runs into battle. He's like a really aggressive NPC. And um, yeah, he's, he's quite useful in that fight. And it's implied, again, by the locational storytelling that you kill the knight, and then you go over the wall to Anolondo, and you know you first go up in that smashed window. You kind of run up that bit of the roof yeah. and going through the smashed window. It's implied that he smashed the window, so you're following his path. And the reason why you find his suit of armor in the middle of the floor in that big room is because he tried to walk on the beams like you did, yeah. <laughs> and he, he fucked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because of his armor set, because it's huge. So there's, again, that's, it's little things like that which I really love about the game. Um, there's a weird one with um, the armor set that you ended up using, Havel's armor. Mm-hmm. So Havel um, is linked to Anor Londo, and do you find his set of armor in uh, in his chapel in Anor Londo, and. When you find his suit of armor, you also found find an occult weapon. I think it's an occult club with it, mm-hmm. which yes, sort yeah. of implies because it's an occult weapon, the, the gods are weak to occult magic, that, and it's near the painting where everything was sealed away that he was dabbling with the occult stuff, and the gods found out and got pretty pissed with him. So it's then a bit weird because how come there's a there's a guy with his armor set on in that tower cutting about? Is it Havel? Might be. But the other thing that is, when you kill that guy, he drops Havel's ring, which is a ring that you have to wear to be able to hold that armor. Mm-hmm. So maybe it wasn't him. It was just someone who got the ring and therefore could put the armor on because it's implied that Havel was strong enough to just wear the armor anyway. Mm. So yes. there's loads of little bits of that where it kind of makes you... It's it, it's neither confirmed or denied that it's one or the other. It's just these weird sort of like, could he, is it, maybe? Oh, yeah, then you're thinking, where, where is Havel now, if that's the case? Mm. Yeah, what happened to him? Yeah, exactly. Um, but the the big one, and um, this is like definitely my favorite and a lot of people's favorites, is the story of Sigmire of Katarina, yes. oh, okay, AKA, this, yeah. AKA Onion Bro. 
Um, <laughs> so he's the guy that with the weird, like it looks like an onion on his head suit of armor. Um, you you first him? meet him sat on sat on the fence Sen- by Sen's fortress. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of sits there going, hmm. Hmm. yeah. So he's kind of seems sure. a bit of a dick at first. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> I said that was a good impression, mate. You're like, Thank you. like Alistair McGowan. I know. Rob Brydon, <laughs> mate. Coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> what happened on the fishing trip? Go on. <laughs> so um, you find him throughout the game, and you may have bumped into him a few times, and um, pretty much every time you find him, he's feeling sorry for himself, or he's in trouble, and you've got to help him. And every time you uh, find him, if he's in trouble, you kill the enemies around him and he moves somewhere else or you just exhaust his dialogue options and then he'll move on. And um, so as you play through the game, you come across him a few times and you kind of find out that he's left home because he hollowed and he was kind of, you know, exiled like a lot of people. Well, he's not hollowed um, yet, has he? He's just gone undead. Yeah, yeah, he's gone undead. He's so not he's lost like, he's his like, mind yet, but... yeah. Yeah, so he's got he's turned into an undead and he's been kicked out of where he lived and he's sort of roaming the land. And um every time he's in you know, usually when you find him, he's in like a bad place, like before Sen's Fortress or Anno or Anno Londo. Um and it's sort of implied that he's terrified of doing the next thing, the next task. And you know, as you go through the game, you chat with him, you say you get him out of a couple of situations and he basically, you know, sort of comes to like you. Um and eventually, did you get to that bit in Lost Islip where the floor gives way, and it uh, takes you into that little poisonous pit full of those weird squid things? Yes, yeah, I remember that was really irritating. But yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> was he? I don't know if you might have you might not have spoke to him beforehand to trigger him being there, but was he there? No, he wasn't. Okay, well, if you trigger the events and get him there, he basically says, like, you know, this is my moment. You've saved me, and you know, you've you've told me to be brave throughout this journey and you've got me out of a bind at various intervals and now it's my turn to repay you and he fucking shouts his name and dives into battle to come and help you and it's pretty epic to be honest um and this is where things get a little bit weird because i actually managed to kill the monsters without him dying mm-hmm. and after you do that he sort of goes oh oh you um you 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 helped me kill them, and you sort of didn't really need my help after all. And um, yeah, he's a bit not sort of put out, but just a bit like gutted that he hasn't really got anything left. <laughs> now, earlier on in the journey, you actually find his daughter who's looking for him, and you know, again throughout the game, you kind of bump into her if you follow his quote unquote plotline. But after this final meeting with him if you go down into ash lake an area you did not go to at all really? <laughs> in your entire playthrough of the game where was where's that i'll tell you in a minute go on yeah um you find him dead on the floor and his daughter stood next to him and it's sort of implied that because you killed all those monsters he didn't really have anything else left like that was his sort of final like yeah maybe i have a purpose i can be a hero and he you didn't let him have that moment, and he, you know he eventually just goes hollow, and his daughter had to put him down, and she sort of says, no, "That sucks." And um, then you get them. Um, you get to be fair, you get a Titanite slab offer, so um, you know, it's worth doing. <laughs> but um, but, um, but uh, yeah, what you if you want his quote unquote happy ending when he jumps into that pit in Lost Eyes Lift, 
you just leave him to it. Let him have a warrior's death. That's his happy ending. Yeah, you see, that's that's the other thing that I really feel that I did miss from this playthrough, though, as well, is um, is the fact that I didn't really interact with anybody, like, really. I mean, it's, I, it's I thought... super easy to just miss a lot of the NPCs. All of stuff. it, yeah. Because yeah. also, I didn't summon... I only summoned, like, I think twice, like, through the whole, the whole game, like, yeah. for doing the, like, boss battles and stuff. Mostly because... When we were playing, like David kept on going on about you know the humanity aspect and that kind of thing, and when I got to Analonda, I'd really need it and everything, so mm-hmm. I just I just stocked up on it, and like by the end, I had tons of it left still. Yeah, and you know, and it's like that's why I didn't summon because I just thought oh, I might need this, and uh, you know, there's always that tension, you know, right? If you if you offer it up and then you get it, then you still got to make the run to the boss. If you die on the way, you're like, oh, that's, that's been a waste. Yeah, and definitely. I, I had that like, yeah. the first half of my playthrough. Yeah, it's about like that first run through. It's it's impossible to gauge because you don't really know how much you've got to do. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. I had the same with Bloodborne as well. With their, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. Whatever insight. it's called, insight. Yeah, you, I just you know you don't know whether you need to do it. But then I ended the game with fucking tons of the stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> but again, that's one of the cool things about the Souls games is the first time through you have all those nail biting, amazing moments, like when you beat Ornstein and Smo and you know finishing the game and all these bits and pieces. But when you play it through the second time, a lot of that is diminished. But because you know how the systems work, you can almost start having fun with them. And they are robust enough to allow you a lot of experimentation. And that is, that is why that, you know, one of the, another one of the reasons why the game is sort of regarded in you know, such high regards, basically. How much more difficult is New Game Plus? over? Um... I found it really easy until I got to Ornstein and Smoke. Like dead easy because your weapons are so your weapons, if you've maxed them out, they are pretty much good for like new game plus plus before they start looking long in the tooth. Like you, you would you, you will go into um new game plus now and you'll probably be able to drop like the first couple of bosses in three hits. Well yeah, that that's what happened with the because I I did kind of immediately do that actually, like after we yeah. finished it. Did we record yeah. that, Dave? I can't remember. Um no, I don't think you got to. Oh, yeah, you got to the asylum boss, didn't you? The stray yeah. demon killed um, it, really and quick. you killed it without having to run down the yeah. left hand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Which yeah. you can do first time through. Yeah, if you. Oh yeah, I'm actually just um, another thing, James. One thing that you, Dave, constantly hinted at, and you sounded like utterly disbelieving of, is the ability <laughs> to finish the game without leveling up. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I still don't know how you could do, do you, that. Do you, do you want me to tell you how to do it? <laughs> Go on. Just, just in case, you know, like season two is the Wombro run. Um, yeah, so basically what, you, yeah, yeah, what you do is you, you pick a pyromancer mm-hmm. because that class starts at level one and you begin the game as normal and you get to... Um, Firelink, and you go into the. You, you never level up at this point. You get, you make, you fight your way to the first, uh, the merchant, the undead merchant in there, and you buy the. Um, what's it called? The. This is how most people do it anyway. You buy the club. Mm. Um. The yeah. The the wooden. It's like I think it's the spiked club that you buy, and the spiked club. The um, pyromancer has just enough skill to be able to use it. But the thing about the spiked club is you can level it up quite easily and quite substantially very quickly and it has an a grade scaling with the strength stat which is already quite high on pyromancer i, oh, think. I thought the um the whole thing with the club is that you make it into a raw one so that your stats don't that's really it yeah 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 
Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, eventually you make it to a raw one, but at first, if you put it as plus five very quickly, it's really, really lethal. And then what you do for bosses like the Four Kings is um, you uh, you just go buy and you buy a couple of clubs. You buy another, and you you just go down into um, uh, the catacombs and make that one into a fire club. And then you can make one into a lightning club for a couple of other bosses. And basically, um, it just shows that in that game, your gear is far more important than your level because it doesn't matter how much health you've got if you're not getting hit. You know, it doesn't matter how much health you've got if, you know, you're blocking at the right time and getting out the way. Um, What is more important is how much damage you can deal. And obviously, if you've got a crap weapon, it's going to take hours to beat a boss. But if you've got a plus, if you can wield like a plus 15 spike club, that will make short work of any bosses, whether you've put points into your game or not. Mm. So it's more about update, you know, upgrade. It's, it's all about upgrading the weapons and then just being a little bit better at dodging and blocking in combat. So it is, it is very doable. I actually started a run myself and tapped out. Surprise, surprise, the four Kings. <laughs> <laughs> see, I want, yeah, maybe, maybe I should try that with the Tony Hawk's ride controller and see if yes. that's, yeah, see if that's possible. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, people do play it with really, really silly things, but I mean, I eventually just it, it became too difficult. But, but it was. I mean, I got quite far into it, and it was a lot of fun because it brings the challenge back of that first time playing the game. Because it is, you know, you've got to be on point the whole time. But again, this is just another example of being able to sort of abuse the game systems to your will, mm. and that's quite cool. Like, um, there's 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 tons of stuff like that in the game. Like, people have figured out a way to use certain magic spells that buff your damage if you're low on health and specific weapons and that, that they can basically go into a battle, buff themselves, get hit by the boss once and then kill it in one shot. <laughs> and people have done entire playthroughs where they go through and their their one goal is to one shot every boss in the game. So they're not allowed to kill the boss unless they do it in one hit. <laughs> See, this is why, I mean, this is a game that I'm I'm pretty much certain I will go back to at some point. Because most most games like this that are like you know role play games this kind of thing you, you know you, I finish and I never really want to play again but this yeah mm. this kind of thing makes mm. it more interesting yeah to play. especially I, really... I mean I'd like to play as a different class to be honest because I'd like to try I'd like to yeah. try some magic yeah I'd like yeah. to see how that works out yeah I, I really hope they do the um uh, they stick it on that Xbox thing Xbox One compatibility list because yeah yeah. That, that's working so well, and I really think that if they're not going to reissue it in the same way they do with Dark Souls 2, the fact that you can stream it from your console with the touch of a button, I mean, I, yeah. I've used the backwards compatibility on the Xbox One now, and it's absolutely flawless. And the way it integrates the Xbox One's stuff into it is just so well done. Like, it's it would be a no-brainer to release it. And all the reports talking about Mass Effect and Fallout 3 and how it's fixed the frame rate issues and stuff. Like, imagine mm. Blight Town. Yeah, I, <laughs> see, I was I was really hoping it was going to happen like sooner because I I really thought that my 360 was going to die like while I was playing this game because <laughs> the 360 I've been using is an original launch machine and which like I mean it's really old now I mean how old it be mm. but over ten years old and uh, yeah it's 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 so loud it sounds like a jet engine and uh, yeah I, I was I just I was certain it was going to like red ring but uh, it didn't not even in Blight Town it's a Dark going. Souls. <laughs> right then well um uh i think i think we'll call it there uh can, thank- I, can I just ask one last question yeah of course yeah yeah okay you know what about the i want to talk about those babies <laughs> <laughs> which ones the ones which, which ones god you know, that shows how dark this game is 
Yeah. <laughs> you know which ones I'm talking about, David? Yeah, the little skeleton fellas at the bottom of the catacombs. That's the, the one. Team yeah. of the Giants. Oh, what's, yeah. what's the deal with them? Because that was the only time in the game that I really did genuinely feel kind of like, that is... Nah, it's not nice. I think that is, again, I think that is just the necromancers not really giving two shits what they're resurrecting. Yeah. That is just them resurrecting kids. Nice. So there you go. And you're just crumbling them with your boots. Don't you just run over those ones? No, you remember. Have to, you've you got have, to swipe them. You have to deal with them, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, no, I've, um, I've just, for the first time this episode, just looked up the law just in case it was something super important because I've never actually looked into it myself and there is no law. They are just a bunch <laughs> of baby skeletons. I think they are literally there just to make you feel a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, did we ever... I can't remember how this bit of James's playthrough went. Um, when you meet Guinevere and she gives you the, the Lord Vessel and stuff. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that shit, was a- we haven't mentioned... Yeah. No, we haven't mentioned the big thing. Oh fuck! Okay. How have we missed that? So you know thing? how Analondo's beautiful and there's like oh god, yeah. <laughs> so basically, if you attack um, Guinevere when she's lying there with her norks out, yeah, the the one with the um, big boobs, James. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, <laughs> basically, she just vanishes. She is an illusion, as is the sun. Um, basically, yes. Yeah, so if you attack her, the illusion drops, and basically all of Analondo goes dark. Um, and it's horrible. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, it turns out um, her. Now, I've been in trouble for this before. Basically, she has a sibling who is of an indeterminate gender. Um, the way the game explains it is that he was born male, but then raised as a woman because he had an affinity for the moon. So, if you're treating treating her as a transgender character, then yes, she's female. Um, and yeah, and that's that's Dark Sun Gwendolyn, who um, is like the ruler of one of the covenants. See, we never really got into covenants either. There's bloody loads yeah. of them. Um, and yeah, and like, and you can fight her. And she's hit a secret a boss in Anorlando, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like totally hidden away. Um, and yeah, and basically, she's the one who's created this illusion that, like, oh yeah, no, the sun's still up, guys. It's fine. It's all right. Um, yeah. And yeah, and there's, there's, I forget where it is. There's a bit of law somewhere that basically, yeah, it's like, yeah, Gwendolyn's the only one left. All the other gods have been like, look, mate, it's over, and they've all fucked off. So yeah. hang on, so it's an illusion. So actually, it is dark. Yes, yeah, so everything the- you see and everything you saw in your playthrough, Analondo, is fake. The whole thing is actually plunged into darkness because the only one left is the one that's sort of the god of the moon. The rest of them are either dead or fucked off. <laughs> Imagine going through that area, like especially those archers in the dark. See, well, what what happens if you do do that as well? Um, uh, the whole area becomes hostile for invasions as well, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's including just, like, like yeah, the firekeeper and stuff. Yeah, it just becomes yeah, a complete fucking. Wall. Oh yeah, and yeah, you know that woman, the firekeeper, who's just like stood leaning against the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she comes after you and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. grim. Okay, one one last question though. Is you said you said there was an area that I didn't go to. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just coming to that. There is a reason why I didn't take you down there, James, and um, that's because from our perspective, uh, from a gameplay perspective, it would have been completely pointless. I yeah. didn't know the law. I still don't really know the law aspects of Ash Lake. Basically, it's you know the bottom of um, uh, Blighttown. Mm-hmm. You've got that poison 
pond thing. Well, to the right-hand side, you run over to the right-hand side where Quaylag's lair was, right? Yeah. Um, well, if you ran left, there was a tree uh, called the Great Hollow, I think. Is that right? Not yet. I mean, there's a, there's a tree and you go in it, but there's nothing in there. But then if you hit a piece of wall that doesn't give you any indicator, it, <laughs> op- it disappears and you can walk through a hole in the wall. <laughs> So there's like an illusionary wall there that you have to actually hit That's with your right. sword. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you, and then, and then and it then takes it, you to the Great Hollow, yeah. Yeah, it takes you to the Great Hollow, which is an insane area that, that's just literally just platform. It's like something out of Banjo-Kazooie. It's yeah. just like loads <laughs> of like yeah. these like branches and roots and stuff that you've got to sort of drop down. And it's really, you know, it's quite difficult to do. All the enemies in there are those lads who can curse you as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and uh, if I remember correctly, if you do this before you get the Lord Vessel, then um, you're actually, you're quite fucked because then you've got to climb it afterwards, haven't you? And it's, uh, it's really difficult. Yeah, to that's true. Cause I did that. Yeah. You can't just yeah. walk out of it. Yeah. Um, so what's down there though? I mean, well, yeah, if you go to the bottom of that, you go into this area called the um, Ash Lake, which is, it's a bit weird because uh, the whole game kind of makes sense. As in, you you know, if, you, if you're up at Anor Londo, or you can go to Sen's Fortress, and, and if you go to the Firelink Shrine and look down from the aqueduct, you can see the bottom of Blight Town. And then if you go to Blight Town, you can go into, you know, Lost Isolith, which is obviously the underworld hell. You know, there's lava in the center of the universe, you know, center of the earth and stuff. There is a kind of, you know, real tangible structure to it. So the Great Hollow is inside this tree. So it makes sense because it's the big inside of a tree. But when you get to the bottom of it, you go into this area and it's like, it's like open sky and it's all like weird sand dunes and like open water. And um, there's a couple of those hydras in there, just as like normal enemies, and a couple of other enemies that are only in that area. And it's got really, really eerie music, and it almost feels like a space existing out of time. And right at the bottom of it, which is like apparently like the bottommost section of the game, there's a tree that you can go in, and there is actually a dragon in there, um, mm-hmm. sort of doing away with the theory that all the dragons were killed when Seath betrayed them, that one survived, the everlasting dragon, and it's right at the bottom. And if you chat to it, you can join a dragon covenant, which is something I haven't done much of, but it's probably my favourite covenant in the game because the way that the dragon covenant works is you put a sign down and other players in the dragon covenant can see the sign, summon you into their game for a ruck. So it's basically like fight club. (laughs) (laughs) And And if you um if you win a fight with another dragon, you get a stone that you can use to upgrade weapons like the Drake Sword. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing, the Drake Sword's a bit of a ball like to up- upgrade, but if you if you get into this covenant, stuff like that is actually quite easy to upgrade because you get the stuff from doing it. The other, yeah, um, the other thing with the Ash Lake, I never actually went there, but I've seen pictures and videos and stuff. It looks a lot like uh, the bit in the intro video where it's like, oh, before the light, there was dragons and that. It basically looks identical to that, um, okay. which I don't know. Draw your own conclusions. Um, I mean, the implication is like, yeah, this is where the dragons were from, or where they used to hang out, or this is where this is like what everything was like um, before Gwyn came along and did the first flame. Yeah, I think the only other boss you didn't do in the game, other than the ones we just mentioned, Gwyndolin and um, you know going to Ash Lake, is um, uh, the 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 big red. Um, Drake dragon on the bridge. Oh, you, oh, yeah. you didn't kill that, did you? <laughs> yeah, I never killed it. His nemesis. 
I, I managed to avoid it for the entire game. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, it's actually yeah, one of the hardest yeah. bad guys in the game. Um, there's <laughs> some there's some debate of as to whether it's actually meant to be fought and is it bugged because it actually starts getting its health regenerated while you're fighting it, so you have to actually kill it quicker than its health regens. Otherwise, it can like one shot you even at like ridiculously high levels. So there is some possible discussion that it's bugged and has never been fixed, but um, you can kill it. And, and that, that's, Fox did it. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. He just, who did, he just who like, did oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, killed that. Michael Fox, he just did it, no problem. Yeah, but he talks a lot of bullshit as well, so I'm not, <laughs> I, you know, I would uh, pinch of salt required with that. Uh, I mean, Michael Fox was nearly the reason why I never played this game. So yeah. it's like, yeah. It's... That's it, isn't it? Uh, same here. Um, yeah, so, so basically, in short, if you'd have gone down to Ash Lake in this playthrough, you'd have, all you'd have said to me is, I don't get it. There's a few enemies down here scattered mm. about. There's nothing really to see. I don't understand why I'm here. And I wouldn't have been able to tell you the lore stuff because I didn't really know it myself. So it was kind of like it would have been a completely pointless adventure, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the amount of people that were going, oh, take it to Ash Lake, please. And I'm kind of like, I, c- I can't really. It'll make no sense. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not so bad to go to after you've got the Lord Vessel because you can just teleport out, like you said. But going down there beforehand is fucking ball ache. But it's all stuff you can now search on YouTube, James. Yeah, which I will be doing because I I want to see that. I want to see what it looks like. Well, the the words to put in is uh, "prepare to cry." That yes. was that was the series that 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 really sort of got me going. Oh shit, this is mm. really cool. So uh, definitely definitely seek that out. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a good place to end it. Um, thanks again for coming on, uh, Andy and Sean. Yeah, thank you. No uh, worries. Any plugs? Uh, Notdistance.co.uk really is a bad website. Don't go there. Oh, yes. You don't mean that. Just plug it all it's the time. It's a good podcast. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> hey, we've been doing all right on the new schedule, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been That's up our to new it. thing. When's your next one up? Uh, we're going to, well, Owen's done the Metal Gear Solid special. That's going up as soon as he no, edits. No. When's edits the next it? one up? <laughs> then we're recording another episode this Friday. <laughs> Excellent. Looking forward to it. Uh, sorry, I mean, that was a little joke there. Um, okay, so that's it. I don't really know how to end it, but um, we'll be back uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks with the Q&A. We need more questions. Uh, so if you've got a question for James uh, or myself, or you've either got a comment or you know something you want to correct us on uh, regarding the law, anything, uh, tweet us at Dark Calls Pod on Twitter, uh, and I'll hopefully remember to favourite it, and we'll get to it when we record the podcast. <laughs> we could we could just like reserve like half an hour or whatever to corrections, you know? At the yeah, end. yeah. <laughs> just a big. That is probably statement. a really good idea. <laughs> public statement at the end. Oh, sorry about that. Well, I'm sure you'll have plenty more to say about the law when you come back uh, when we talk next. But uh, yeah, good. Uh, there will be no season two. Um, yeah. Okay, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.